on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hi guys and welcome to another Saints Prime Podcast, another midway through the week, I guess. Ooh. And we're going to split it halfway between, uh, what is it, the, well, the Brentford game. Yep. Don't panic, we will cover it. We absolutely have to. And then we're going to cover a little bit of a preview to the Spurs game coming up ahead. Might as well, uh, Jamie's not here again, we uh. can't be, we're in person again, we're socially distanced around a table, uh, a rustic one as Jamie liked to call it last time. You might be able to hear some pigeons and stuff in the background. <laughs> might ruin it for us. But uh, no, Jamie's still in London, still getting internet. He ain't got any internet, has he? No. For all of his... Uh, sort it out. <laughs> for his what? amazing apartment, yeah. um, he hasn't got internet, so which is... Uh, away, he's not got internet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, but we will soldier on, won't we? As the soldiers that we are. Yeah. Um, and talk about the... I don't know the disaster the which was Brentford I was, yeah. I was trying to think of a war analogy then but I couldn't really think of one a war analogy um, that's, that's quite extreme Dunkirk I think is probably yeah. the analogy we have yeah but we did oh. get slaughtered didn't we yeah. we did we, we did lack warriors in the side though. oh that's yeah the problem. let's kill this analogy shall we <laughs> <laughs> anyway should we go into questions before we have to go okay, into yeah, Brentford and um, it's Jake dot Komarski that starts and it's Vestergaard once again and he says keep or sell we seem to sort of evaluate this every single week as it's sort of a, something that we always seem to talk about but he's, he's the third choice centre back at the moment because obviously Salisu won't be available till mid-October so hmm. after yesterday's performance do you think he's do you think he's well in line to have a chance in the first team? I mean I thought he looked alright when he came on against Palace mm even though it was 20 minutes you could show I know you can already <laughs> yeah, smile it was 45 minutes he came on yeah, at half time he came on half time alright yeah, 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 yeah. right, well that's a bit of a longer assessment then. how we go to clean shoot with him in the side uh, you can't argue with the facts can you <laughs> can't argue with him um, but he looked alright I don't know Ralph wanted to keep him so that's mm. got to be a, a positive isn't it and mm. uh, yeah uh, Benderak and Stevens looked pretty woeful uh, yesterday so yeah what can you do? I guess Mikey, I, you might as well keep him. Why not? Uh, I I or, I always say this, and I hope it'll come true at one point. <laughs> I think Vestergaard will still come good. And I know it's been two years yeah. since we signed him, and so far it's not been fantastic. Mm. But um, I I still think he's got a good chance of coming good. And especially like it's been it's been two games, but there's been two poor performances from mm. Bednarek and Stevens. So there's always a chance of Vestager coming in. I think Salisu's probably going to get thrown in a little bit earlier than um, than he probably should do. I think Ralph will. I don't think he'll panic, but he'll just go right. If you're not playing, yeah. there's no real point in you playing. Mm. We might as well get Salisu in because we signed him for a reason. Yeah. So. Hopefully we can get him in. I think we just lack a little bit of physicality at the back. Yeah. Uh, Benderek and Stevens, they're not the, the uh, strongest two. They're not the quickest two. They We just don't have a lot of physicality, especially Walker Peters, not the tallest, not the strongest. Bertrand's mm. not tall either. Mm. So that, that is something we do lack. And as much as Vestergaard's a bit slow and not great at turning and chasing him and Salisu that might be an alright pair that would be a stronger yeah. pairing at least so if we are playing against a Burnley or a I don't, <laughs> don't know a Brentford well they didn't really have any physicality did they if, if we're playing against a big strong target man like a Harry Kane um, there could be some sort of physical battle there just imagine if we ended last season at Jan and Stevens 
and then we start not start this season we go midway through and then Vestergaard and Salih it just shows we how never, quickly yeah we never have a consistent no. team like mm. uh, as especially mm. a defence we mm. Bertrand's been the only consistency we've had over probably the last five years mm. of centre halves you know we've had Yoshida we've had Hoyt we've had uh, Valerie's come in we had Cedric we've had Carl Walker-Peters it's been a lot of not consistency goalkeepers as well we've had McCarthy Gunn Forster they've all had their turn over the last three years never really consistently was number one so I, it does feel like a bit of a thing that when our players get to the first team I think I remember Ollie saying this about the goalkeepers about a year ago of when our goalkeepers get to the first team they drop off and they'll get another one in and it seems like that's the entire defence as well they'll get to the first team and they'll just drop off do you think he will drop a defender because he's not had apart from obviously the Angus Gunn situation he's not had a big decision to make in terms of taking certain players out and bringing other ones in because after the Leicester game I, I know we had three bad losses but our team stay consistent because we were consistent he hasn't had this sort of tactical sort of choice since then so do you think he eventually uh, will go I think it's, a, it's a little bit too early yeah. I think it's a little bit too early to start dropping players because it's been two games it's yeah. been less than a week since the season started <laughs> yeah, so so I don't think he's going to be dropping players left right and centre he's got his favourite 11 um, without Armstrong we know that he's, that's his favourite 11 so I think he'll keep that back five that was ended last season really really well hopefully they'll actually put performance in on Sunday against Spurs yeah. I think my, my consensus is what it didn't used to be keep but I think after I know it gets against Palace in 45 minutes but there's positives for him for, for sure especially because of the other two do you do, we'll answer his question do you think we should keep him yes and do you think we should keep him yes decent so it's all three keep William.underscore.ven uh, he said what are your thoughts on Carl Walker-Peters since we have signed him he's obviously played two games <laughs> Two losses, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start off, and I'm gonna say the similar to Mikey, the fact that it has been two games. I was mm. very angry as Ollie probably was able to tell yeah. yesterday for the Brentford yes. game when uh, me, him, and uh, a fellow friend listened to the. Wait, is Matt not a fellow friend? Yeah, you could just say, "Oh, mate, Matt." You don't have to keep him in anonymity or whatever. Well, you don't know. You might He's not know like his name witness on the protection or something. Yeah. <laughs> You can't say, oh, what, our mate Matt. Like, you yeah, can't okay. say that. Oh, our friend Matt. Uh, on up, was it? Yeah. Um, Carl Peters. We'll talk about him. Uh, Mikey seemed to have lost it. So we'll go to Ollie. You know, what, have your, what are your thoughts with Carl Peters? Is it too early to judge him, obviously? Because it's been two games of the new season. Yes, I think it's too early. Yeah. I, I mean, he's only played... I don't know. I, it seems like the whole team just look a little bit... I don't know, I'm trying to work out, are they tired from last season or have they come back unfit from the break? But it's got to be one of the two, isn't it? I don't know which one it is. Because they looked... I don't know whether Ralph's trying a new style and it's not working or the same style that we were playing isn't being successful because they're not as fit. What do you reckon? Well, I, I don't think he's changed style because we've had the entire the academy only, rewritten to mm, play in the same the, the way. Only, that the only thing is, the I think league. the line looks like it's got higher, and McCarthy looks like he's coming off his line a lot more. Well, it's it's going to be a demanding system, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he is because that's how he played at Leipzig. He mm. wanted to press high, like, mm. and when a player like Salisu comes in, we'll have someone who can physically get back. Yeah. and it's a lot more demanding and I think that's what we're looking for a, a demanding central midfielder as well to be able to do those runs too yeah. it, it feels like we've lost 
pace. Hoiberg didn't have a lot of pace, but he was certainly quicker than Romeo was. Mm. Stevens and Bednarek, again, not the most physical player. So if you're going to be mm. playing that higher line, you need players to be physically there to be able to sprint back. And as you saw, saw against Palace, Stevens kept being beaten by Zaha way too easily, oh, yeah. either being on like the turn or or not being able just to sprint back Just knocked it around quicker. near the end. Yeah. And he just went, I'm just going to smack this and I'll beat you on a 1v1. Mm. Yes. And I think that's why McCarthy's playing more out because that means that we've got a bit more cover there. Because mm. if he plays further off his line, we've got that cover. So if a ball goes in behind, McCarthy should be there. To sweep well, I quite it like keepers coming off their line because it adds mm. that little bit of uncertainty, doesn't it? It makes the strikers think a bit more. Mm. If you can come out and get it, I just think well, it, makes, it makes it difficult. If we're going to be playing the high line, the most the most teams are going to start lumping it over our back line. So yeah. having McCarthy there as a sweeper, which I don't think any of our goalkeepers are our sweepers. No. Having McCarthy as a sweeper, that just means that we've got an extra man there to In case, activate yeah. that and yeah. to use that. I quite like that. I think that's quite. It's 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 risky, risky. as well because we saw we saw at the end of last season Adam's goal against Edison. Like yeah. he was twenty yards off his line, got caught out first time shot. So that's something that we do have to watch out. But he did for. also get the golden glove as well, didn't he? Yeah. So it kind of works both ways, doesn't it? But actually, Carl Walker Peters, Mikey, we said Ollie, Ollie said his <laughs> thoughts. We got away from that. What are your thoughts? I, I just like how William. Him. Just how I William. like him coming in from January. Mm. I thought he looked good against Burnley, even though we lost. He he looked confident on the ball, um, and Valerie did not bring that. I think mm. he is the best that we've got at the moment. Mm. So I don't want him to be dropped. I think the the entire thing is that. It's not just him that's no. playing poorly. If, if he even is playing poorly, because I've not been able to see the recent two games apart from the highlights, like it's the entire team that's dropped off a level. So we can't pin it down to a right back that we all seem to love at the back end of last season. But it, it does seem a thing of a lot of fan bases right now. It, it's people remember five minutes after the game. Yeah. They they won't remember. Like it's been two games. As much yeah. as they've been two really bad performances, it's been two games. And in all fairness, as much as everyone would love a cup run, doesn't really matter. We're now out of the cup. We don't have to focus on that. We've got another cup to focus in on January. So from now till Dece- till the end of December, we are playing Premier League football. So we've got nothing else to focus on, just the Premier League. And also in the fact it it's it's like we never start a season well. Mm. We never do well at the start of the season. It's annoying and it always happens. So I wouldn't get too panicked over it now in the fact that our players aren't performing because we could then put a brilliant performance out against Spurs beat them 2-0 and all of a sudden we're on top of the world again yeah. so it, it all turns around like it all turns around within a week of how players do mm. it's like our back four we didn't want it changed our back five we didn't want it changed for the entirety of the last nine games because they put in solid performances and they looked good they've had one poor performance against Palace one poor performance against Brentford and all of a sudden we're up in arms Brentford who were one of the best attacking teams in the championship last season I know they rotated their squad but they still had quite a few first team players in there and they're not going to change system they're going to have the players to play that system so again we've struggled they weren't good performances and yeah it's, it is a little bit too early to go uh, <laughs> a new back four well Dan's got another two questions but I sort of want to keep on the Brentford topic because we started talking about it you know we'll, we'll go to the we'll go to the lineups when you saw such a strong lineup yesterday what were your thoughts going into the game do you think right you know look at their team look at ours it's a mismatch we've got to win this game especially because their first team lost to Birmingham on the weekend well, I was surprised 
I was surprised we went that strong. Mm. I I would have thought that because we'd played three or four days before, mm. especially with the high pressing system, I would have thought, oh, we're probably going to give a couple of youngsters a go, uh, as as my team showed mm-hmm. uh, on the preview. Um, so I was a little bit surprised in going, oh, that that's the team we've gone out with. Um, yeah, and a little bit disappointed as well because mm. I wanted the likes of Forster and mm. like Yukovic and players like that to get their chances. Yeah, it's pretty spot on. I can't remember. I don't know how many I got wrong, but I thought Vokins would get a game. He didn't. I thought Forster would get a game. He didn't. Um, I got Teller right. Well, hey, got that right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apart from that, it was full strength side. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether that's he was just like, well, we're gonna go out and smash Brentford, but didn't really happen did it I think he wanted to put a win on the board as yeah. soon as he could to try and get momentum and maybe also if he is worried about the players fitness getting playing more football gets him match fit, fit quicker yeah, it's just quick fit fit it, it, it frustrates me because at the start of the game he sort of guaranteed us a win. He says, you know, this is a chance against Brentford and we will take it. And that like sort of hypes me up, you know, we're going to go through in the Carabao Cup. We've got West Brom next round. They're not easy to beat though. They're a fantastic size. But for me, it was the only dis- the only real disappointment, obviously because the start of the season we're so excited. I know it's only two games in, but there's not been a lot of, there's been signs, but there's not really been a feeling of, you know, we're going to push on from this point of view. And it's just when Brentford's not not taking the cup seriously because all teams do but when they've only got you know they lost Watkins so they brought in Tony Tony didn't even start they've got Bueno and he started but they, they have um, Saeed Ben Rama and he, he hasn't played this season at all and obviously he doesn't play in this game they've got their backup goalkeeper and they're in poor form because they lost the ch- they went through in the semis of the championship but lost the final lost the two games before the semis and then lost to Birmingham and it just sort of felt like it was a real chance to get back in our ways and it just felt like our team not didn't try our team 100% did try but they just weren't, weren't they didn't want it as much as Brentford on Wednesday I think it was also a tester for Brentford as well because if mm. they're looking to get promoted they want to see how they'll fend off against a Premier League team. Mm. So I think they were looking to see if they could get a win against us, and they did. Because yeah. they wanted it more, they wanted to beat us. Mm. To prove that, even even though they lost the playoff final, they did deserve a place in it. Or they, if they did get promoted, they did deserve to be there. Mm. Yeah. It's, it sort of felt like, what do you think specifically, I know Ralph said that it's the fitness, and maybe we don't have that number six that we want, or maybe different options along the pitch. But what was the thing that, or what's the reason that we lost? Because I know you said Brentford wanted it more, but if you look, look at the two squads, you look at the back end of season that we did have. I know you sort of explained it there. There must be something other than you know what we see on the surface than what's been said to us. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Armstrong injured. That might I mean, be. I mean, like he brings a lot of between the line play. He's very good at that. He's and a dangerous player, and we yeah. we miss him when he's not there. Like yeah. you, we don't have a player like Armstrong in our squad. No, and uh, what worries me is that once you dig past, well, Buffal's not even in squad, so I think he's got to be off. But then that means we've had, we're not we're not even at. I think last year our squad was probably at the right size, maybe a little bit too too big. And to be fair, this season we've got rid of everyone. But we must have had about what, like four outings, and we haven't. Like Korea hasn't gone out on loan yet, has he? No. He's still in the squad, but he's, but he's, he's not, not been given the number. He's I don't think he's been asked to train. No. He's, still, he's still on the payroll, though. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So the thing is, like, we've got 
we've got players and we're paying players but the ones that we actually want to you know that have a number and stuff like that we don't, we don't have them so it's just like so we've had what four players go out how many come in Two. Two. Technically, two slash one. But, but there's also players like Hoyt, like Carrillo, mm. like. Hoyt's not the, gone yet either. Yeah, he's no. not gone. So we do have. we. It, it does feel like, especially midfield and uh, fullbacks, we are bare bones, basically. Mm. We can't rotate. Because I don't think there's any other team in the Premier League, the biggest league in the world, that I don't have any investment. But like, that seems mad to me. But Burnley are definitely struggling. But they're a small club. We're, yeah. we're a bigger club than Burnley, mm. and we're struggling the same way that they are with players in. Yeah, and Sean Dyche is actively like complaining against the board and saying he hasn't got the money to yeah, get. Ralph started in a way. He yeah. started yesterday. Yeah, he started complaining. But the thing is, I think Ralph Ralph knows. Ralph seems like he's a calmer because there is some sort of search going on I think in Daish's case there's mm. nothing they're just looking as soon as the player exits they're going to bring another championship player in and he's just got to work with him yeah puts such a stress on young lads as well if you buy them on the cheap and to bring them straight into the tide it puts so much pressure on them and we kind of we don't need like instant impact but we need someone that's going to be first team quality that comes in mm. and we don't normally do that sort of purchase do we or if we do it doesn't work out so <laughs> Yeah. My, my sort of main not <laughs> disappointment because I know Simmons has done a really good job but we sort of knew from January that Hoiberg wasn't going to stay because if Hoiberg would only stay if we got top six and obviously we were nowhere near that at that yeah. point we were like 16th 17th so we knew we needed another first team central midfielder for the last eight months and it sort of seems like we should have had an agreement in place with someone somewhere and it just feels like we haven't replaced who we've lost we haven't. We, I know Harrison Reed wants to go. That's fine. I know Lamina, you know, didn't want to stay or, or believably didn't want to stay because otherwise I don't know why we we wouldn't have tried him. But having basically the same squad that we did last season until October, for me, if you're in the Premier League, you've got to be constantly improving. And it just mm. felt like I know we need to find value in the market. But there's also we want to start a season well, and if it costs us a couple extra million, then fair enough. But I do. If Ralph wants, if Ralph's going to stay, he's going to want us to kick on. And I know signing a new long-term deal shows that he may have patience. But if there's people out there that want him in a bigger project with more money mm. and more Champions League football, you know, it's, it's, and for, it's and signing a contract as a manager is is a no-brainer because the amount of pe- managers that get paid out of their contract if they're having a bad mm. thing, they just get the money anyway. So yeah. it's just like. A guarantee. I'm gonna. I'm gonna either stay and get what I want. If I don't get what I want, you know, you can. Like, I'm not saying he would throw it on purpose, but if his if his players aren't playing for him anymore, it's very quickly to go straight out the door, isn't it? Mm. So I, I think a contract. As much as I think it looks really good, our improvement over the last couple of years have just come from man management and tactics, hasn't it? We haven't brought in players that have been an instant success. Uh, I don't, but I don't think they're just sat there twiddling their thumbs waiting for January to come along. Not, they, no. We've had McKenney's been talked about. We had a bid in for him, but Juventus nicked him before we could get him. Mm. Um, Nearsham's been on the books of being talked about, but I think a lot of it's just under the radar. I think Southampton are quite good at keeping things under the radar. We don't usually hear about things until a couple of days before they're confirmed. Mm. So 
I I'm happy with some of the business we've done this, this oh, yeah. season. Salisu and Carl Peters are good signings. The lads that we got out, they weren't going to be part of the squad anyway. It's not like we've missed anyone key. It's just the fact that we know where we need to strengthen, and it's a little bit frustrating that it hasn't been done before the season starts. But I prefer us to wait until the until the start of October, bringing the right player, instead of just start throwing money's twenty million pounds at like another Carrillo. Because that's mm. when we start losing money again, and that's going to put us into trouble. But do you think it would be solved with one player? Or do you reckon we need a couple in the door? I, I again, we were playing fine with the with the team we had, even with Romeo in our team. We won eight out of nine games. Or we went unbeaten eight out of nine games yeah. at the end of last season. Okay, so a bit of context: the uh, microphone uh, cut out halfway through, <laughs> and we. I, I, do, do you know, when you say gold, I think it saved us because yeah. we turned into a Spurs podcast. Basically, we were talking about how the 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 rotation and stuff like that, and then it slowly moved on into Gareth Bale, and then into a, into a Spurs podcast, but. We'll just kind of sum up what we last remembered about the, uh, so, the point. What, what, so the last thing that we talked about was the... Um, oh, God. Romeo. Yeah, Romeo and, and the squad thing. And it was... Well, I don't think that the... Oh, God. <laughs> your thoughts are okay, working. Okay. Your, your, your brain No, I'm working. broken. I can only think about bail. <laughs> um, that was about five to ten minutes worth of chatting, yeah. just worrying about yeah. the possibility of bail entering yeah. St. Mary's stage. Um, but no, I came up with it. I said, do we need a couple more players? Because if Romeo gets injured on a yellow card, like... Mm. Do, you remember, do you remember what I say? Right. So, yeah. We, we, don't, we don't have a bad team. We have a bad squad. Uh, that 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 was what it was all about, and the um, with Romeo coming in at the back end of the last couple of seasons, well, not a couple of last couple of seasons, the last nine games, mm. we still didn't perform badly. We only had a bad performance against Arsenal. The rest of it, we went unbeaten. So it wasn't particularly a, a bad thing, and it's the same squad coming into this season. I know we haven't made improvements and I know that's what you've got to do as a Premier League side you have to try and progress every year otherwise you are just going to keep going down to the bottom three however it's the same squad we may be trying to play a higher line and trying to do diff- different things defensively however we've conceded one goal against Palace and we conceded probably about three or four shots before mm. 90 mm. minutes um, and against Brentford we dominated most of the ball and I don't like that but the the fact is is that we got the same squad, we got the same players, they know the same system. I think it is just down to the fact that mentally we're probably not there like we were last year because the momentum really picked us yeah. up, and that's all gone now because it's a new season. I think we've not not run out of steam, but because of uh, I, I don't know if this picked up last time because of the the squads that we had and we kept the same players bar one or two for the last nine games then we've had six weeks off and then we've used the same squad again without any adjustments or obviously Salisu Salisu yeah Salisu yeah Salisu came in <laughs> sorry I always get the mi- him mixed up with Saliba he went to Arsenal yeah. so I get I always get the, the names mixed up I'm sorry I'm <laughs> very sorry but um, I know Wolves do the same but do you think it is a bit of you know we've done uh, I think Ralph accredited this partly whether that be you know, them not training over the summer or, or not over the summer of the six week period. Basically what I'm trying to say is do you think they're just 
a bit tired. And that's, I know that's a bit of a. a, a it could a thing, it could be tiredness because yeah. again we haven't had a lot of rotation since mm. January and then we had the massive break in between. Yeah. It could be tiredness over the fact that it has been the same eleven that has played like the last nine games. They've only had about four or five weeks off, and they've only played one preseason game where the majority of them played like an hour. Mm. So they haven't had a lot of match practice. They haven't had a lot of match fitness as we know of. Yeah. And obviously a lot, a lot of them were away with internationals too. So it hasn't really been a squad coming into this season. Um, well, we haven't played a lot as a squad coming into this season. So they could still be just getting back into things, mm. getting used to it. It could also be due to like lack of competition. Mm. Like you look, yeah. especially midfield fullbacks, like Vokins is behind Bertram. Bertram probably has an any competition at left back since he turned up to Southampton yeah. I don't think he's had any competition uh, at right back Jan Valery's nowhere near the quality that Carl Peters is so he knows that he's got that spot Walprouse and Romeo are going to be starting yeah. Like we we already we pretty much know the team this is right. the predictions for the League Cup was not right uh-huh. but we pretty much every single Premier League game that we go into we pretty much know the 11 that we're going to be starting mm. which is a good thing because that means that they get to the togetherness but then it's also a bad thing over the fact that they know that they'll be starting on the weekends. Mm. So you've got to get that balance of a good enough squad to rotate and still be able to perform well, but also like a good enough team spirit that you're not continuously break. Basically, don't do what Puel did, mm. but then don't do what Pellegrino <laughs> did. <laughs> I think a slight problem as well is that the best teams don't have a problem with this because their players are so... They're world class, but if if everyone knows the eleven that we're going to play, it's very easy to plan for. You know, if yeah. when we play against Tottenham, they're like they'll they'll start Ings and Adams up front. Here are their strengths. Here's how to pin them down. They've got this player on the wing and that player on the wing. We know they're not going to play Gineppo and Buffon, who are tricky players. So we might not select this player at left back or right back. We're going to select this player because they're better at dealing with this player and this player. So it's because of our limited options. It doesn't just limit us in one way, but it helps the opposition in a different way. As I smack my elbow <laughs> on the chair, the chair. I, I think it's also the, the, the fact oh, that this, I think the reason why to, to summarize this entire thing. I think the reason why the first two games have been so disappointing and there's been such a like downwards thing in um, how fans are looking at the season this year because coming out of lockdown we were one of the brightest teams out there we beat Norwich 3-0 we got mm. we got a little bit of a rubbish result against Arsenal mm. and then we kicked on mm. and we were one of the brightest teams in that lockdown period so we were expecting because mm. we kicked on so well at Norwich to just do it again at mm. the start of this season and just, just be the brightest team out there in the Premier League and we haven't we were probably one of the dullest teams to watch on the weekend mm. and then we've come into this game against Brentford and we weren't good again we were, we were playing dull football again mm. I think that's the reason why it's been such a disappointment on social, social media especially because of the fact that we were expecting to like just be like a rabbit out of a hatch and just bolt this season and have a really good start and again we've got to the start of the season and we've had a really poor start to it and that's the reason why people are starting to panic now I think everyone in the back of their minds they are going oh we're going to be fine this season there are teams that are worse than us we're in a decent position but it is just the thought of we were expecting such a promising start and we knew that we had to get a point, or at least something against Palace, because we know Spurs is going to be tough, Burnley's going to be tough, and Chelsea are going to be tough. Mm. So we knew that I'm Palace Palace had to be a like at least a point, three mm. points at best. Like, 
and we know that Tottenham we're not we're probably not going to get three points, especially with their signings coming in if they get registered in time. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a smooth. Um, and and Burnley's always tough. West Brom should be a breeze. Um, and <laughs> I agree. I agree. I absolutely, do. they've got fire. And Chelsea's going to be tough. And I think that's that's the reason why everyone's in a little bit of a panic at the moment so mm. after back to back games where we don't score and the opposition win because they do because that's how football works how are we going to oh, look I see why you are <laughs> yeah. a journalist now actually I train those guys he knows he knows how, how are things going to change against Tottenham because there's obviously I say obviously I don't know but you'd imagine there's going to be a reaction from the team to go do you know we're, we're not this team that people think we are after two poor results and I know they've got Sergio Reguiloni they've spent £30 million despite Oli love fantastically <laughs> oh, saying that God. they don't have any money and bail that oh, they're yeah. paying £383,000 yeah. we, we were going on about this for about 20 minutes but I was saying the fact that they didn't cough up any money for Hoiberg they go oh, we, go, we want at least 20 he's not again. going for at least 20 and then uh, well, leave you guys well we're already paying 15 take it or leave it we take it and then he splashes 30 on Regulon and he's got 20 for bail. Let's not get bogged down in Spurs again. What, what was the question? Because I completely forgot. I was just saying, how, what, what has to change? Is it? You said is reaction. It, is it personal? Yeah. Is I, it personal? Yeah. You said, will there be a reaction? Uh, about, reaction and then how? Yeah, I, I remember doing this doing podcast last year and the year before that and saying every week that there's yeah. going to be a reaction so and there was just no reaction. I think I think you, you just got to get the hunger back. I think it shows that in the two games that we've played the other team were more hungry they had more desire to go out and play and that's that's the first thing before you're, you can even like kick a ball you need to have that hunger to play because if you don't have it then you're not you're not going to win mm. um, and it was obvious that Palace wanted to get one over us and I think Brentford wanted to get one over us after we beat them 3-1 <laughs> in the last game that we played against them in 2011 uh, <laughs> they're still holding that grudge <laughs> You know, it's the same players, so yeah. they've never lost the same Mary, so he wanted to keep that record as well. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think they want. It, we need to find that hunger and that desire because if we do, we give ourselves a chance out there against Spurs. All Spurs, eh? Are we confident? Will, it, will they have bail though? I know we sort of talked about this. Will, mm. the, will the game's on Sunday? He's travelling on Friday probably now as you listen to this he's probably in London signing some papers mm. will he be able to play and if he does how much does that damage us if that- <laughs> Ornstein Ornstein said that on uh, Friday he's he's travelling and he's signing the papers on Friday I don't know if he's registered on Saturday how much is it going to damage us? I don't know. If Bale, if Bale <laughs> are we talking before the game? Or are we talking during the game? Mentally damaging us. <laughs> Mentally damaging us after the game. <laughs> during the down. game. Did we put in a bid? What do you reckon? Did we ask, could, you know... There's 20 mil. <laughs> All right, Gareth, it's been like 16 years. Do you want to come back? You, know, and you want to have some fun? It'd be at St Mary's either way, like so you might as well just Kevin stay. Kevin Keegan signing it again, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just like... imagine. A lot less expensive. Oh, sorry, a lot more expensive <laughs> than, than Kevin Keegan. Yeah. But yeah, our loan signings haven't been too successful. I mean, you look at Kevin Danso. Would, would Bale Tony just Alder be the Vera's? next Kevin Danso? Carl Walker, Peter. You know, the last time we bought off of Spanish teams on loan, mm-hmm. it was Alderweireld, and he did well. So if we get Bale in, Bale through the door, then I think it'll have a similar effect. Okay. That correlation is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is undeniable what you're saying right now. Mm. Do you think Spurs will be a lot better than they were against Everton? Now they've got. 
you know, they've sort of shown that they've that got bail. They've got bail. They've got Regulon, so they don't have to play Ben Davis. I'm, I bet he's a lovely man, but he's not quite. Yeah. A, quite. A he's not a footballer. footballer. No, he's a good player. He's a good. He's a very good player. <laughs> National team player. He's not a footballer. But do you have a Saints ever, Bertrand? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. That's, the, that's, the, judgment. that's the judgment, isn't it? <laughs> What's the score prediction? What do you think is going to happen? We'll just sort of try and round okay. this up. Um, yeah. do, you, do you want to do a with and without bail? <laughs> do you know what would be a really disappointing for both sides? If it's just a nil-nil. That would be pretty boring. But I'd take a nil-nil. I'd, yeah, I think... In all fair, I think both teams are taking a nil-nil. They don't just like playing at St. They don't like playing at St. Mary's. They don't want to Danny... Danny Ings injured they mm. don't want to injure Danny Ings before he signs it'd be one of those ones where so. you'd take the point it'd just be an utter waste of two hours wouldn't it do you know what I mean you just know it would be <laughs> I'd love a... it I've got two Saints defenders in my fantasy team get the clean three points point yeah fair enough Danny oh, Ings don't have to talk about fantasy oh Christ I had a howl that was terrible <laughs> how expensive do you think Bale would be on fantasy football oh, oh god right score predictions <laughs> I, that's a good question though I reckon would it it'd be more than Son wouldn't he and Son's like 9 no, mil nine, Son's 9 million I, I think he'd I think he'd match Son I think he'd match Son because Son's would he be more than Bruno good. Fernandes because Bruno Fernandes no, is 10 and a half Bruno I think I think he'd stick at 9 to be honest I think 9 so. would you would Bale go in your team for 9 yes yeah <laughs> I th- I think so he won't be 9 no like, he'll, he'll be 10, ten. minimum I think probably but De Bruyne is 11 and a half I'd say Bale would be 10 and a half 10 and a half yeah I'm so sick. you could get Bruno Fernandes just because of reputation I don't know if he'll actually be a success well, no, but I think down to reputation he'll be 10 and a half and I won't be surprised if his price goes down because mm. mm. Bruno Fernandes came in at like 9 I think and because he had so many games he he went up by like a million over the season and they stuck another half a million on him this season mm. so that's I don't know they might. I don't think they would lowball him because he's just such a big name, isn't he? So, yeah. he. I think he would be yeah, at least ten. Because he is a he is a face of the Premier League. If he comes back, he's become Spurs poster boy, probably over mm. Harry Kane. What's going on? We've got a Fanovic in defence. We've got Bale in midfield. Where is Michu going to rock up and get some fantasy points? Oh, like, what's oh, going on? Here? Harlan's hero, Michu. Yeah. So, yeah. See that old Yaya Sanogo almost returned to English football, but he um he fed Middlesbrough. I think it was Middlesbrough. Fitness concerns when he didn't make. Oh, that's quite upsetting. Wait, what were the fitness concerns? He got tired. He got tired writing the contracts out or something like. I think there's a medical involved, and I don't. Think, I don't think he impressed during that period. Oh dear! Going back to Spurs, what do you think the score's going to be? <laughs> I reckon it's going to be a nil-nil. I reckon it's going to be boring. I take that. Oh god! So um, I, think, I think both teams are low on confidence, and they're not going to properly go for it. I reckon it might just fall out to a stalemate. With Bale, two-nil Spurs. Uh, without Bale. Uh, two one Southampton. Oh, journalism Harry Tizard says three one Spurs, but the real Harry. Oh, it's the, the real, real Harry. The real Slim Shady. <laughs> the, the Is that Harry, the Insta? The, the real Saints Harry fan. In my brain, sorry, I'd say <laughs> one nil Saints. We'll nick it and we'll, we'll keep a clean sheet. I've got a scoring two. Well, I don't goals. like That's journalist Harry. Good, He's it? very negative. I know. I don't. But sometimes you just got to bring a bit of realities to podcasts. <sighs> 
I'm so sorry. I for, Dan, I forgot your question. His question was, do we need another like 9-0 Leicester game to bounce? <laughs> That's bounce what you said. <laughs> said. He said the, that to me I said that. Yeah. Every, 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 every single time, it, every it's single true. season from now on, we're going to need a battering to uh, be able to turn around. To be fair, his exact words as I get into the... Now the app doesn't work. So <laughs> question: What team? I mean, it's not—it's not a matter of if. He says which team will give us the ninety <laughs> kick up the backside to start our season. To start our season, uh, if it's West Brom, right. I'd, I'd hope Spurs because that means that yeah, we're going to kick on next. I don't. We don't need no, no, Yeah, we, we we do Spurs, and then we've got a thirty-six game unbeaten streak where we win every game and we win the league. I honestly think that Brett, because I was. Physically embarrassed by Southampton when we lost to physically, physically embarrassed. embarrassed. Was, by... Because of what you were wearing, or what do you mean physically embarrassed? No, he's wearing the same pair of shorts. Yeah, I know. He never gets out of them. <laughs> it's a, a the miracle that they're, they're not on today. Shorts now, they're not on now. But I think I don't want to go back to Brentford. But I was so embarrassed by that result. I think the players. Huh? You're at the park. Oh my god! Go, to <laughs> go back to Brentford in the podcast. Oh right, okay. I don't know what you meant. <laughs> I, th- I thought you meant you went. I was like, what are you on about? You didn't go to Brentford. Especially because it's out in Paris. Yeah. Why would I go to? I don't know what you had against Brentford then. I think we're going to be better from this point. Was that a cut point? Was that <laughs> no, what you were aiming no, for? No, 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 that was Harry was forgetting just, how to speak. That was just me just completely flabbergasted by the, the goings on of the rest of this podcast. I think we're going to be better, and the Harry Tizard of Southampton believes that it'll be a 1 0 Southampton win. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do we want to wrap it up there? Our weird cut in the middle means it's we finished it a little bit earlier, but it's a preview, you know. We don't want to bore people too long. Let me be again. Do we think the owners are real? Not owners are real. Do we think the people that are going to take over or possibly take over? I don't think Gal's a real person. I think he's just an amalgamation of like the board. I reckon. I reckon he's just like a random guy they just put up there once. We've never seen him again. And they're just like cleaning piece, their money. He's a out. piece of like he's some technology that people have made, like a sort of like an animation. Do you think Pixar? Hologram. Pixar have made Gal. Yeah, maybe. Like, as an know. animation, that, that's part of their new film. Dan, I don't think you're gonna, we're going to answer your question. <laughs> so I think we've, we've confi- the, what we're going to call this, I think, Crisis and Gareth Bale. I think is what this. Because well, there was no be. mention of a crisis in this bit, was there? I was a, I, no. Well, there yeah, is now. No. <laughs> yeah, we were we were well, naming we could, the podcast. We could, a, we could describe the podcast as a crisis. Why does this yeah, always yeah. happen? Why does it always happen when we're about to finish? We just talk nonsense. For like That's five the best minutes. bit of the podcast, though. Yeah, but have you ever reached that bit? When <laughs> no, because back? I don't like listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can you expect other people to enjoy it if you don't uh, like listening I, to yourself? My voice is great. I just don't like it. Uh, <laughs> you never listen back. No, I didn't. I, I listen back, but yeah. I just. Skip parts that either involve Jamie or Michael. So there's a lot less. <laughs> there's not much left. We'll, we'll have to have a spin-off. Me and you, Harry, where we just talk. <laughs> just and a don't have <laughs> We could do. I don't know. We could have it. We could just. No, no one. Do you want the Saints? No one watches sequels anyway. It's fine. Yeah. I, th- I think all of us are valuable. All three of us are valuable members of this podcast. All three. <laughs> I'll say Craig is a pretty good member. Oh yeah, the recording man, Craig. Yeah. But, uh, I've enjoyed this podcast, guys. Yeah. Course. Well, we might as we might as well wrap it up, shall we? And well, let's uh, settle the bail talk cut. Yeah. Well, we'll do a reaction. Should we do another reaction preview? Blend them together. Sure. Depending on how bad the result okay. is, yeah. um, and also we'll do a bail reaction as well. We'll just do a Gareth Bale podcast. We'll just Sunday. Bale podcast. We should do a spin-off and just react to Gareth Bale's <laughs> golfing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. If it's a, do if, the biomechanics of Gareth. Bale's are, we, are we saying if it if it's a a, a, ma- a like a crazy result. We'll do a reaction straight after. 
We'll it's just, just see how it is. Yeah, we'll right. see how it is. We'll all see right, how right. everyone are. Right. Because, you know, after the Leicester game, you were drinking and it was quite funny. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it's another 9 0, we get another a drunk Ollie on if, the podcast. It'll be good fun. <laughs> I wasn't drunk. I just had a couple of drinks and then came back and had a few more. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cake. I, I mean, if we get beaten 9 0, it's an excuse to get a cake. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, if you were comfort eating. I, I was comfort drinking. Eating. I wasn't very comfy was the morning after. So I tell you, I still sat there. Okay, well, I join us. I didn't get my comfort food because <laughs> I was at some merit. Yeah, join us for whatever the podcast is, and we'll see what it is. But um, hopefully, Jamie will have internet by that time. I don't think so. In the uh, you know, I, I don't think I don't think you'll get it after the Spurs game. I think you get it next week. Okay, in the capital city of England, there's no internet. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, we'll and be he's back. not committed enough to use his 4G oh, either, which is quite disappointing. He's quite it, disappointing so. that he's not. But, um, yeah, well, he couldn't have done it today. We could have put him on FaceTime or something. Yeah, we could have. Just okay. get Pixar, how they create his <laughs> gal. And let's get, yeah. let's get Jamie on the chair. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see you for the next episode. We'll end it now. Mikey, you should say goodbye no, to... No, but I think Gal's real. Anyway. Yeah, go on, Mike. Mikey. Say goodbye to the people. Goodbye to the people. Goodbye to the people. Harry? Yeah, just remember to Instagram. Oh, yeah, of course. Podcast. Link in, link in the description, whatever you're listening to, it'll take you to whatever you want. Um, oh, yeah, and we're trying to get to 10k by the end of the year as well, so if you can yeah. help us, share it with your mates, leave a review, um, hit us up on all the socials, ask questions. All of that. We answer every question, don't we? I've got nothing better to do. No, of course not. Uh, of course for li- not. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening, and we'll get to see you again next time. Bye.